So uh, today let's talk about um, pancreatitis and what we do uh, what we do as far as determining who's sick, who we admit, how we take care of them, because I think we think of it as total bread and butter, and it pretty much is, but occasionally people are pretty sick with pancreatitis, and I think we tend to lump them all together when, uh, in reality, uh, people with acute pancreatitis uh, uh, can be very different. So... Believe it or not, when you look at uh, some of the uh, registries for hospitalizations as a gastroenterology discharge diagnosis, pancreatitis is the number one, the number one discharge diagnosis for uh, GI docs. So obviously a lot of morbidity and actually a lot of mortality. And the mortality of acute pancreatitis hasn't changed in years. It's still actually pretty high, like uh, anywhere from 6 to 10% of patients. So, so it can be really high. So we tend to get pretty cavalier with pancreatitis because most of the people we see are recurrent pancreatitics, and a lot of it we assume is alcohol. And it's true that uh, you know ni- about 90% of cases are from alcohol or biliary disease. There's actually more cases from biliary disease than alcohol. We just tend to see more of the alcohol-related diseases. So um, if those represent about 90% of cases, the rest of the cases are things like uh, medications commonly. So uh, we think about uh, direct toxicity to the pancreas with medications. Uh, There's autoimmune disorders that can do it. Trauma can do it. Uh, Just severe hyperlipidemia can do it as well. And um, uh, there's idiopathic pancreatitis, which happens in about 3% of cases where they just can't find a cause at all. So when we see pancreatitis, uh, obviously pain in the upper part of the abdomen, usually described as radiating to the back, nausea and vomiting are a big feature of it. A lot of people describe it as just boring through straight to the back, um, and they're very uncomfortable. I think one of the questions that always comes up is, you know, we, we, we follow pancreatitis, we check it with a lipase, and if you really look at the exact definition, um, uh, you're supposed to have about a two to five percent, two to five times the normal lipase as far as the elevation to truly diagnose pancreatitis. Sometimes we see somebody with a lipase of 500 when our upper limit of normal is 400, and we say, oh, you might have a little pancreatitis there. But um, uh, even lipase, which is more specific than amylase, is uh, not very sensitive or not very specific to uh, to to being a direct diagnosis of pancreatitis. You can have appendicitis, you can have minor trauma, you can have just vomiting, and your lipase might be elevated a little bit. So it's really kind of the, the clinical symptoms as well as the uh, laboratory work. And then if you do imaging, which especially for a first-time pancreatitic you should do, uh, you can see evidence of actual inflammation itself. And so for most of our patients, it's just going to be pain medication, nausea control, and fluids. But if there is any sign of significant significant dehydration, significant um, uh, 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 hypoperfusion, or any evidence of um, uh, Sears criteria, then those are the patients that actually get pretty sick. We also know that there's an entity called chronic pancreatitis, and whether you got your pancreatitis from alcohol, biliary disease, or whatever, you can actually have a burnt-out pancreas where you have such fibrosed and scarred um, 
uh, tissue that the lipase and amylase don't don't elevate and it's more of a clinical diagnosis so I know we get kind of tired of those patients that come in and say I have horrible pancreatitis bad pain and their labs are all normal but in reality that's a that's just something that does happen but um, uh, what studies have shown is that there's a bunch of different uh, markers you can use as far as pathophysiology things lab things um, uh, vital signs for who's sick and who's not and it's everything you know that if you have somebody who is dehydrated, tachycardic, has an elevated white count, or if their their glucose is abnormal because the, the pancreas is involved in uh, 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 insulin and um, uh, production as well, then those patients tend to be sicker. And uh, people have developed all kinds of scoring systems, including the old ransom criteria, the Apache 2 criteria to see who needs to be admitted where and how aggressively they need to be treated. But one of the uh, simplest uh, simplest um, evaluators that they found is just dehydration. If somebody has an elevated BUN, they tend to do worse. So uh, we just have to be a little careful when we treat these people. They can have pretty severe complications like uh, necrotizing pancreatitis. They can have um, uh, basically uh, uh, a severe uh, um, inflammatory response and uh, they can tend to get septic as well. So lactates can be helpful in following them. And um, one, of the, one of the big caveats would be a first-time diagnosis of pancreatitis. We usually tend to admit because it's really hard to predict who ends up getting sick and who doesn't. So kind of a simple thing we see all the time, but uh, something we have to pay attention to as well. Okay.